Welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. Thank you for joining me again for uh, getting to the end. Got one more after this week, a little bit of a mini-series we've been going through looking at um, psychology and how it is imprinted and embedded into our culture uh, in America today, and also, um, fortunately, in our pulpits at times. Um, Not to say that every church has it there, but uh, a lot of churches do, and a lot of preachers have it. Uh, that uh, they use psychological means from their pulpit and don't even realize it. So we need to be careful of these things, and that's what we've been doing, uh, looking at every one of these, and uh, looking at the five uh, modern, uh, or say the five founding fathers of uh, psychology, you know, Freud and uh, Rogers and others. And so today we're going to look at Albert Ellis, uh, the fifth one here. And so we've looked at the four others. And then next week we're going to have a little bit of a, a wrap up there and deal with the self-esteem issue. Uh, touched on that because uh, we need to say we need self-esteem. We need to reach our high, highest potential. And uh, interestingly enough, you maybe noticed in the last couple of episode titles uh, that I put in some uh, titles that uh, you would think you know you know self-help, if you will. You know, reaching your highest potential, which is uh, self-actualization. Okay, getting and you. Hear titles like that. If you look into the bookstore, you know, Barnes Noble, go to the self help section and you'll see books, Reaching Your Highest Potential, How to Earn More Money, How to Do This, How to Do that, How to Reach the Highest Goal or the Highest Potential that You Have. Uh, and just by putting that title on there, it got more, in, got more interest. Uh, it got more listens than other episodes that are maybe titled differently. I did two episodes that are titled that way and just it's imprinted into our culture. Hey, I want to know more about that. That's a draw. Uh, and, uh, and I'm glad that people are listening, but I just did that to, as a little bit of an experiment also to prove a point, how embedded this is in our thought process without us even realizing it. So, uh, what we're going to do with today, I want, it'll be a bit of a shorter episode, uh, because this is really simple. I don't need to belabor the point here, but Albert Ellis was an atheist. He was actually a rather aggressive atheist early on. Uh, where he just thought all religion and the belief in God was just uh, un- unacceptable, and it was actually dangerous for people uh, to believe in the Bible and to believe in absolute morality and absolute truth, and uh, that that was really something that was dangerous. Now, later in life, he kind of backtracked on it a little bit, uh, but he was a very aggressive atheist early on, and one of the things that he promoted was unconditional acceptance uh, in that it is wrong to categorize people as criminal or villainous or wicked or sinful, that that was destructive. And as a psychotherapist, that was uh, dis- damaging to the psyche and also to self-esteem, of course. And he, d- he believed that we should just unconditionally accept everyone, no matter what they have done, no matter what, what their situation is. Now, on the surface, that sounds really good. And as Christians, we believe in uh, God's unconditional love for us. However, we do know one simple verse. Uh, that is Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, Ellis would say, well, that is vilifying someone needlessly. 
that is not uh, uh, an acceptance. Also, this idea, if you bring it into religion, is that everybody goes to heaven, the universalism. Well, because God is so loving and we must have a God of unconditional acceptance that it doesn't matter what we've done, he accepts us and we'll get into heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. There is no hell because God wouldn't be that way because he's an unconditionally accepting God and he doesn't have conditions. And so when we go down that road, that's the doctrinal error that it creates. And also uh, that uh, unconditional acceptance also opens the door. Well, what if, what, if you're, what if you're gay? What if you're a lesbian? What if you're a child molester? Uh, these type of things. We're just going to unconditionally accept you and what you do and how you live your life that we're just going to accept that. We're not going to say, we're not going to damage your psyche by saying that. And that is where, that is the basis of political correctness. Uh, and, you know, when you say politically correct, well, it's not correct to say certain political topics. Uh, that's an overarching term that deals with saying something that someone doesn't agree with, specifically saying something that you do not accept a person's behavior, you do not accept that as right, and you are calling their behavior or their belief wrong. And that belief in God is right, and belief in the Bible is right, and belief in the Quran, for example, is wrong. That's not unconditionally accepting. Now, should we show love and respect? Should we show compassion? Absolutely, yes. But what we're talking about here is that unconditional acceptance that people shouldn't be categorized as, as bad uh, or villainous. Everybody's good. It's kind of the same idea as uh, um, man's innate goodness, that we occasionally do bad things. It's the same thing. Because if you do that, then you take away sin, you take away the consequences for sin, you take away the responsibility for sin. So that particular thought process, if you really think it through, is so embedded in our society today to the point what this creates, it doesn't create uh, an environment of acceptance, but that those that say that certain behavior is unacceptable according to the Word of God, or people that say this is not acceptable morally, this isn't acceptable, what it creates, it creates a resentment, and it creates a, well, you can, we can tolerate you if you accept everybody, but we won't tolerate you and accept everybody if you don't accept everybody. So it's kind of a, uh, an interesting problem that gets created there. And so, you know, the crowd that promotes all of these abominations in the eyes of God, uh, abortion and, and uh, all kinds of immorality and, and sexual deviance and all of these things, that we are intolerant of them. We're supposed to be tolerant of them, but if we do not tolerate them, and we are intolerant, so to speak, as they put it. Really, what we're doing is we're standing, God does not tolerate it, and we're standing on the truth of God's word. Therefore, they will not tolerate us calling what they do incorrect and wrong and needlessly vilifying people is how they say. The process of this comes from this particular teaching and has been expanded on and uh, developed more and more over the years. So these are dangerous things. These are not things found in the, found in the word of God. Simple first, for all of sin to come to the glory of God. We're all sinners. We're all uh, sinners on our way to hell, except we accept the gift of Jesus Christ. And that is not all-inclusive. That is not unconditional acceptance. Uh, yes, does God love us unconditionally, but at the same time, he is just and he judges sin. Therefore, we must come to him on his terms, not he on ours. And this is why God and the Bible were, was a problem for Ellis, because he didn't he believed in unconditional acceptance, and he knew the Bible states that 
we do not come to God on our own terms, but that we must meet a condition that is accepting Christ as Savior to be accepted by Him. And so that's something to think about. While I'm enjoyed going through these steps here and going through these thoughts because it really helps us see what's going on today, helps us understand a little bit more. Uh, and then next week we'll sum up, we'll talk about self-esteem a little bit because this is even prevalent in Christian teaching, uh, Christian counseling, biblical counseling even, while we must have good self-esteem, must have, we have an innate need to be accepted in all of these types of things. Yes, in one sense we do, but at the same time, uh, we're going to look at what the Bible says in regards to this, which is our, which, which is, by the way, and it shouldn't be a by the way, this should be where we focus, the Bible, the Word of God. That's the purpose of this podcast to get us in the battle for faith and teach us how to use God's word to battle these things and to get our thinking in the right spot. So I hope this has been a help to you. So tune in next week and we'll get into dealing with self-esteem and I will see you next time.